Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. this term down what is going on everybody it is your boy a double you're now tuned into episode 90 this is 90 episodes of that fire and if you're just now catching up well congratulations you listen to me speak on 90 different episodes been doing this for about two years now just over two years and uh we're just gonna keep going until the wheels fall off or until somebody come with a big ass check and i start screaming all lives matter on y'all and just turn my back i'm just fucking with (laughs) y'all but but anyways um you know i was gonna do an episode this past weekend double up just for me uh being on vacation the week before taking some time off um but I didn't, you know why? Because this upcoming weekend, I'm gonna have my squad come through. We'll do another uh, Black Ops edition of the podcast. Um, we're gonna record that Friday night. I'll edit it um, Saturday morning and get it up for y'all this um, Saturday evening. So that'll be the double up for y'all, and uh, we'll we'll talk about everything from the Procter and Gamble uh, commercial about the talk. And thoughts on that, you know, to Colin Kaepernick and is he really being blackballed? And uh, we're going to uh, talk about the uh, the undefeated list of the 50 greatest black athletes of all time and see if there's any athletes that were left off the list. And we'll debate about who should be number one. And then we got some more shit to talk about on there also. So hopefully you guys will look forward to that. It's always a blast, um, you know, chopping up game with my my squad, with my brethren, you know, my brethren and uh, just making it do what it do. But uh, on this episode, y'all gonna just have to deal with me. So I'm sorry about that. But uh, let's go ahead and get started on that good old summer jam screen. Throw some images up on there. See what sticks. See what y'all like. See what y'all respond to. So we're going to start off a light. Uh, have you guys seen this whole craze going on going on right now on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube of the Tata Towel? So if you don't know what the Tata Towel is, if you ain't really been on uh, social media like that, um, this is a towel that goes around a woman's neck, and then it has uh, two elastic cups to. It's like a towel with two elastic cups to cup the uh, the breast. And it's absorbent, so it's a towel. It's essentially a terry cloth towel and different designs and things like that. And this is the most genius fucking thing. Because, fellas, I know, you know, when it's date night, you know, your wife, your girl, friend, uh, you know, your lady, friend, whatever you want to call her, she's getting ready and she take them hot-ass showers. And then she come out because she's too damn hot and she's doing her makeup with a towel wrapped around her and you keep fucking with her because she half-ass naked because she is naked and you're trying to get her to take it off and she's trying to get cute for you and for the you know to show off and shit like that 
it's it's a genius fucking idea because you know you got that she got that towel wrapped around her and she's getting hot and things like that and then you know if she unwrapped the towel you up here you know playing with her titties and shit like that fucking with her and she can't get ready and shit like that but you got this towel which is genius and it has a drawstring in the back with the little clip like the old school um coats you know like them pullover uh starter coats on the side them you know them plastic uh buttons with the uh with the spring in it you know with the hole when you squeeze down a pull and tighten it it has that in the back to adjust and it's just genius you know you got a lot of skin showing the ladies got a lot of skin showing so uh they can cool off and you know while they doing their makeup and shit like that they can just wrap the towel around their waist you still can you know fellas you still can harass your lady and play with her you know play with her uh breasts and shit like that fuck with her like that but uh it's it's just a genius invention though and maybe you say the ac goes out in the house or some shit like that and you're waiting on you know the the ac guy to come and repair it and shit like that ladies you can just lounge in the house with that on until he shows up then you you know you throw on a, uh, a shirt or some shit like that but hey if you don't want to throw on a shirt don't throw on a shirt you might get 200 dollars off your ac repair your central air repair but this is genius and i was mad as fuck when i saw this because i'm like it is so simple it's one of them things like complex simplicity it's so simple that it's complex and it's just it was just a genius move and shout out to uh whoever invented this because this lady is about to be a fucking billionaire uh, and i'm calling it right now they uh they, they're going for like 45 bucks right now you can check it out at tatatow.com. I checked out the website and a lot of it is pre-ordered because I think she like hand makes everything, but she's about to blow up and uh, she will definitely get some kind of partner with somebody and get some kind of huge distribution deal or something like that because it is just a genius fucking idea and it don't got the underwire and shit like that just got a little bit of elastic so it ain't chafing up under you know the ladies breasts and shit like that but it is just genius just genius idea just genius and it's like different designs and patterns and shit like that and i saw it on facebook and i was like what you know i sent a uh i, I commented under it my wife's name you know so she could see it and uh she wants one so i think i'll cop one for her um pretty soon and i'll give y'all a full review um you know the copy but ladies definitely check out that website tatatow.com because it is just it's a, a genius idea and it's funny because you know me and the wife was looking at it and we're looking at it like oh you know that's perfect for like i said before like when ladies get out from taking them hot ass showers you know if it's you know the day to wash their hair and things like that and then they blow drying and shit like that and uh you know super hot and things like that so it's only getting hotter but it's just genius for that but it's funny because you look at the facebook page this woman is outside watering plants and shit she's just living her best life and i'm not mad at it <laughs> but it, it looks like it's ideal and uh for you know like i said after showers but even for i was i feel like for like nursing mothers too you know what i'm saying because it's a terry cloth it will soak up some leakage and things like that and then just you know just being uh comfortable around the house you know if it's just you know you and your dude there you know or you and the, the little ones or some shit like that you know the the tight-knit family that lives there you know do some dishes like that you know i wouldn't say cook because you might be frying something and you up here burning your tummy and your shoulders and everything besides your forearms 
and uh you know if you're just chilling you know watching tv or some shit like that you know me you know i free ball in my drawers and in the house just chilling you know not not free free ball in my jaws but like basketball shorts and shit like that so i i appreciate the tata towel and i appreciate the freedom that it's going to give these ladies so shout out to that i should have put that under not all heroes wear capes to uh tell you the god's honest truth um let's see what else we got going on here on this good old uh summer jam screen um, I guess we can talk about the uh, Wisconsin company called Three Square Market, um, also called 32M, and that's the co- the company that held that chipping party where like 40, 41 out of its 82 employees or something like that, or out of its 100 employees, got microchipped. Um, you know, pretty similar to how uh, dogs from like the pound get microchipped with that little grain of rice but they got it i think implanted in their hand or somewhere on their arm and i'm just like this is some sci-fi shit right here Uh, because i believe there was a senator uh from around that area who actually tried to introduce a bill against microchipping or something of that extent there was an article i didn't read the article it was just a highlight uh, you know how it has those big words in the article and things like that um, but this is creepy as fuck they said that there wasn't any GPS um, tracking inside the chip so there's nothing to worry about there um, but the chip can be used to swipe to open doors um, and I think in the future they want to be able to use it um, as a payment method you know you put it onto your account and then you go and grab like a bag of chips or juice or some shit like that and i am going to tell you ain't no way in hell is a job going to microchip my ass you know why because not only tracking your movements and shit like that what if it's a situation because they want these chips to actually have medical um your medical history on it and shit like that like if you ever if you're a diabetic asthmatic or something like that but what if it's a situation where you call in to work like oh oh fuck larry i'm not feeling good you know i, I need to just stay home and chill you know some shit like that and what if larry just logs on to the system pulls up the data in your chip and it's like oh your body temperature is fine everything is working normally or something like that i know that's far down the line but that would have you fucked up in the game wouldn't it because it's like oh this is an unexcused absence motherfucker you either come into work or you're fired and we blow up the chip and you lose your hand you know what i'm saying some shit like that or what if it's a situation where you're late for work and uh they like buzz you or something on the chip you know what i'm saying it just keeps buzzing letting you know like oh you're a minute late for work you're five minutes late for work you're 10 minutes late for work like it keeps like buzzing and shit like that then it sends like a notification to your hand like that is just some creepy shit i know people want to be like on the forefront of technology and all this weird shit but nope no way pal no in the fuck not you will not catch me out in these damn streets with a chip in my arm or my hand for my job to easily track me and things like that and then what if you want to be out in these streets trying to commit a crime or some shit 
you know what I'm saying? You can't, you know, they can already have a search warrant for your uh, phone and shit like that. And they can track you wherever you do with your phone. So if you ever do some dirt, you always leave your phone at home. You know, that's for that's all that's for my people out in these streets. But, you know, if you got a chip in your hand, they're going to know everywhere that you've been. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if you like, oh, I'm I'm late for work, but uh, there's a crazy traffic jam. And then they're like. Oh, well, actually, it shows that you're sitting your ass down at Village Inn or IHOP getting you some free pancakes on free pancake day. So this is your exact location. So it's just too too many risk factors. And then if you get hacked, you know what I'm saying? Like what what the fuck can happen? You know, you get hacked. So they have access to everything, your uh, medical history, uh, your bank accounts you know your uh login to your uh you know your work credentials and shit like that then you fucked up in the game then you want some goddamn uh, enemy of the state type shit so it's just too much too fucking much it's sad in the words of uh 45 but um let's see what else happened uh this past weekend uh last week uh from monday to sunday we had uh, the native Omaha days as we have it's biennial so that means every two years so every odd year um, for those out of towners who listen to me shout out to all of y'all who's outside of black Omaha so natives of North Omaha they always migrate back during that week you know to kick it with us um, shoot the shit and uh, there's like little uh, we have the native Omaha clubs you know uh, native Omaha club down on the deuce uh, the deuce is 24th street and um you know they just come back you know sometimes uh gabrielle union will come back and uh, i know what was it, a couple years ago she brought d way with her what was that uh that might have been 2013 maybe she brought him with her and there was a celebrity basketball game uh you know there's a drill team competition you know it's just people who migrate who from black omaha or north o because there are some white folks too who participate in it shout out to them um you know they who live in different parts of the the who lives in different parts of the state or in the parts of the country continent or uh different parts of the world you know some people fly back from overseas you know from south of the border they'll fly up here and things of that source or north of the border they'll fly down here and it's always a good time always a good time because uh the economy is always booming in north omaha like the timeout chicken be packed because a lot of our uh native omahans you know who, who's, who's left they they miss that chicken there's a chicken spot here they miss the burgers and shit like that and they miss them them curly them uh not not the curly fries with them old school uh box fries you know with the, the crinkle cut fries there we go um and they miss you know they miss that seasoning on that chicken and it's just a hood spot and it's just you know they miss the strawberry soda you know what i'm saying so then we have a huge parade on that saturday starts at 10 and it goes to about two o'clock it's a long ass parade but it's dope watching all the drill teams and then some drill teams from out of town will come up here too uh, and then you'll have uh like this year we had uh um uh, the young boy uh Patton who played for creighton he got drafted by uh minnesota justin Patton. he uh came through in the uh the tesla suv with the uh, lamborghini doors up you know that was that was pretty fly seeing him and uh people was just happy to see him uh, and it was good for him to come back and just you know big up the city that supported him and loves him and you know watched him grow into the the great young man that he is and will be 
and uh, you know hopefully he has a great career in Minnesota and he does his thing. I mean he's only getting better. This is a six, this is seven footer, and and he has a mid range J. You know uh, he needs to get a little bit of weight on him, but other than that he's about to be a beast down there uh, with uh, Cap. So uh, with Carl Anthony Towns, so that'll be that'll be a good look. You know him being up under Cat and things like that because. Cat uh, can teach him a few things even though he's learning but it'll be a beautiful thing to watch that kind of twin tower action go on you know um, th this upcoming NBA season um, let's see here the there was an event Friday night it was the shopping after dark down at the village uh, down on the deuce foe um, it was live it was beautiful uh, me and the wife went down there I went out uh, after work we went down there um, we got cleaned up rushed down there it was from like 9 to midnight so we have a little black area that uh, that was I'm not gonna say crowdsourced but uh, some people donated money too and then there were some other grant funds that came into it business development funds that came into it so we have this fair deal village and it's these uh these shops these black owned shops um in a, in a small area that uh used to be shipping containers and i don't know if you ever seen stores made like shipping containers but uh it's, it's some fly shit so uh we went down there um, the wife bought some things, so she bought some, shout out to the homegirl Char, and uh, her boutique, Like New Boutique, and that's L-I-K-E-N-U Boutique, so make sure you like them on Facebook, she has a bunch of fly shit in her store, um, we picked up a couple of shirts there, uh, she had these I Am North Old t-shirts that's just fly as hell, I love them, uh, it's, you know, it says I Am North Old, and it has a, you know, a street sign of Ames Avenue, so I got one for me and one for the wife to wear at the parade the next day, and then and we uh, checked out a spot. Um, all, uh, there's another fly spot down there called Fashion Freak, and that's F A S H U N Freak. And uh, this is uh, a lot of dope clothes. My wife liked a lot of the clothes there. Uh, she bought, picked up a couple pairs of earrings. She picked up uh, some uh, bath bombs. Like there was one bath bomb that was shaped like a Starbucks Frappuccino. I picked up some black soap because I needed that. Got to keep the skin looking nice and healthy and, you know, keep my baby face on fleek, you know, because your man's about to be 34 in a few months. So I got I to gotta keep looking like a youngster out in these streets. But, um... Yeah, great customer service down there all the time at, you know, at Like New, at the Fashion Freak, just real dope shit. And, uh, you know, great clothing and uh, DJ E-Dub was spending on the uh, ones and twos. So you had music going, you had folks down there just drinking wine, having a good time. Uh, ladies was getting their eyebrows done. Uh, ladies was getting their nails done. And it was just dope. And uh, this was uh, this was specifically dope for my wife because this is her first you know Omaha days to experience uh, living here in Omaha even though she's been here uh, maybe about seven years she really didn't know anything too much about it so uh, it's like hey we living down north now you part of the north side you know you're gonna have to experience this and uh, she had a great time she's seen a bunch of her students you know at the parade the next day and they were happy to see her down there rocking the I am North Oath shirt and a lot of the parents were happy to see her down there so that was a beautiful thing to see and um but going back to the uh, to the uh, the shopping after dark, you had food trucks down there. Uh, you just just had black folks just having a good ass time. Man, I I went to this food truck and I forgot to get the name. Um, it wasn't Skeets because Skeets was already open. That's a barbecue spot down on the Deuce. I forgot the name of it, but it was this barbecue spot, and they had this uh, this uh, 
jerk barbecue chicken and i was like what the fuck is this so this was chicken that and i thought it was wings and it was like eight bucks i'm like fuck that i'm paying that my wife was like why are you paying that much for and i was like well you got this big ass pineapple drink for ten dollars that you up here drinking on it was a whole ass pineapple drilled out with some kind of with like kool-aid in it and uh you only paying for the aesthetics you know of how it looks and things like that so she was like touche touche so i get these wings so i thought it was wings no these is whole ass quarter piece hind quarters so this was uh six pieces of chicken for eight dollars I'm like shit you can't beat this so it was like it was uh it was the leg and the thigh connected so it was like three of them pieces two pieces of white bread to you know soap up that sop up that barbecue sauce but it was it had the jerk uh the jamaican jerk spices on it but it was coated in uh, a barbecue sauce that was sweet and tangy so you had them jerk spices kind of hit you but then you had the barbecue sauce to kind of cool it down and it was smoked man that was the best shit i had in my life man it, well top five top five definitely top five and i was just like man I, and i was thinking after the parade the next day i was like man we should go back down there because the parade is on the 30th and the 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 uh, food trucks and shit was down on the deuce on 24th street and that's all i was thinking about but i was just like now nah, i'm being fat i'm trying to get healthy and shit like that trying to get the the blood pressure down and shit like that but man that shit hit the damn spot hit the spot all damn did they man and i wish i could have got the name of that spot but that, that shit blew my mind though because you had some spices from the jamaican jerk hit you and then it just kind of cooled down with the uh with the barbecue sauce and man delicious and it was smoked perfectly that meat was just falling off the bone and shit like that you couldn't tell these people nothing i would have paid 20 bucks for that if i knew it tasted like that off rip but anyway so the next day uh we go down to the parade and uh we, we get some prime time spots about a couple blocks from uh timeout chicken just right there set up our lawn chairs and i'm glad that my wife was like we should bring them bring our chairs we you know them, them chairs in the bags that you bring to like campsites and shit like that we always bring them to uh jazz on the green and if you don't know what jazz on the green is that's a it's a thing that goes down every thursday in the summer here in omaha where uh, different jazz musicians from all across the country come and play for free and people be out there you know drinking beer uh drinking wine eating cheese bringing full-on meals and folks be lit as fuck it starts at like 6 30 goes to like almost 10 and i say by eight o'clock people be lit dancing just having a good time dancing with strangers and it's a beautiful thing you got people of all colors just be vibing because that liquor be in them and they just be dancing moving and grooving so it's one of the most beautiful things that you'll see here in the city but um anyway so we bring our chairs boom get our get a good prime time spot and uh so there's this guy big old sloppy fat uh chubby uh caucasian guy he's he's he has on a pete ricketts uh shirt this is before the parade starts right so he has on this pete ricketts shirt which is the uh, republican governor here in nebraska and um he's holding out signs for mayor mean gene stother who's a republican and he's holding out a sign for pete ricketts and he has a trump sticker on his hat so he's just walking you know fanning the yard signs out you know like he's you know like little kids how they play airplane he's holding out the signs like that being all close and this is 90 percent black folks you know what i'm saying at this uh parade and he's just you know just walking and you know just 
just walking and you know being real close to people and shit like that and so he walks past us once and uh me and my wife look at each other just with disgust you know just like what the fuck ever you know we just you know ain't nobody about to start no shit today whatever whatever and then he comes back and he's holding up a different sign for a congressman um in a different district or something like that he was either a con i think it was a congressman uh in a different district and he's like oh i'm in the wrong district <laughs> and then uh my wife is like yeah she said something like yeah you got that right and he's like what? what what's that you know and so then he goes into this whole playing dumb like a fox and then you know he's he says uh i know my wife says something like you're antagonizing people and and uh and he's like, oh, no, no, no. And he's so he's playing dumb like a fox. You know exactly what the fuck he's doing. And he's like, no, no, I'm not doing that. And I'm like, yes, you are. You're running around here with all this Republican memorabilia on. You got a Trump sticker on your head, on your hat. And you up here walking up and down these streets. And he's like, people just want to have a good time. You need to get out of here with that. And he was like, oh, I didn't even know I had the Trump sticker on my hat. You know, playing dumb like a fox. And then he comes close to me, bends his head down. He's like, you can take the sticker off. I'm like, I'm not touching you. All these police out, officers out here and all this other shit. I'm not going to place my hands anywhere near your chubby ass and i'm not gonna do that at all and so and then he's like oh you know i don't agree what trump is doing and all this other shit and i was like well apparently you do you got a sticker on your head you uh you're, you look like a right-wing extremist you got on all this republican gear and memorabilia and you over here antagonizing folks so i need you to get on up out of here so he takes the sticker off and he's like oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm like don't apologize to me leave these people alone and so he walks off and then the, the sister next to me she's like i didn't know he even had that sticker on his head i was like that's the first thing that i saw then a brother next to me with his kids he gives me the thumbs up he's like that's the way to handle it but it's one of those things where you know black folks we really have to you know start calling out the bullshit you know what i'm saying like just him being out there like that i should have called it out the first time but you know i just tried to play it off to the you know play the shit to the left you know like okay just i'm gonna just let this shit go but then he comes back around the second time and then i'm like okay now he's just fucking with people now you know what i'm saying so you know my wife said something and then i i finished it i you know i handled her lightweight you know what i'm saying i, I cleaned it up for her so we didn't have no issues after that we didn't see him again um in the parade so you know it's one of those things where he was out here just playing dumb like a fox you know up here just acting dumb he's like oh no i'm not trying to antagonize anybody and things like that and i was like well apparently you are you know you're running around here with all this mem this this right wing republican memorabilia on and you got a trump sticker on i'm like come on man people just out here trying to have a good time and that's just and that's just exactly what it was if somebody would have laid hands on him or if i would have reached up and took off that sticker he would have went in straight to victim mode i would have been on the ground with a knee in my back from the police escorts that was down there okay and uh you know what's crazy about the heavy police presence down there this was a parade this was a fucking parade this was and this is i hate how they do us over here on this north side so this parade it was just nothing but cops some of them was handing out candy and shit like that which is fine and dandy but it was the police presence was too damn heavy you had fucking probation officers out here and fucking uh flak jackets on you know out here you know scanning the land and shit like that trying to catch somebody up you know what i'm saying it's like why do you need probation officers out here you know what i'm saying they had on the the flak jackets bulletproof vests 
you know, they said probation on the back of them. It's like, you don't need to be fucking out here. You just trying to catch a brother or sister slipped up out here in this game, which is very fucked up. And then I didn't like the bike cops. The bike cops was riding through with these little boys and girls, you know, the little boys on the drums, the little girls, you know, doing their thing in the drill teams. They up here just riding through sets and shit like that. I'm like, it's just so disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? It was just like letting you know, oh, we here, we here. You know, but ain't nobody about to be out here set tripping or doing anything dusty or stupid with all these kids out here and shit like that. People just want to have a good ass time. And then we had the same situation the night before when we were out here, uh, me and the wife were out at the uh, shopping after dark event. You know, it was nothing but old heads out on the strip when we were down there. You know, there were some young folks out there, you know what I'm saying? But the people that was posted up, it was nothing but OGs, old heads, and, you know, elders. That's all who was out there. They had their little old school music playing. They had their little wine or their beer in their hand. Maybe a little ganja, you know, a little of that reefers, I should say. Had a little bit of that loud pack popping off. And just, just out there having a good time. You know, they was, you know, very nice, very respectable. You know, hey, what's going on, young man? Hey, what's going on, young lady? Where'd you get that drink from? You know, everybody and their mama, you know, was asking my uh, asking my wife where she got that pineapple drink. And she was loving it, feeling like a little celebrity walking up and down the street with a little pineapple drink. But, um, and then, so you just had cops just standing on the corner in full tactical gear. You know, the G-Unit out here in jeans, you know, pistol on the hip and you know in a bulletproof vest it's like you don't need that fucking shit even the uh the uniform cops was out there and fucking vest on over the over the blues i'm like over their blue uniforms i'm like what the fuck and then we saw a utv a utility vehicle ride by with g-unit members in it not 50 cent in them but gang unit g-unit members you know it was like six of them riding through uh the strip in an ATV or whatever, or UTV. I'm like, who the fuck y'all about to hop out on? You know what I'm saying? It, so that was just disgusting to me. But, you know, it, it. I'm just so used to that happening. And it took my wife to point it out, her being an outsider. Like, why is there so many police out here? Like, why are there so many cops out here? Why are there so many plainclothes cops out here? You know, and I'm just like... I didn't even think about it because you just get so used to it whenever there's a black event in the city it's just a heavy police presence you know what i'm saying so but overall i mean it was a beautiful thing nothing popped off um the clubs had you know good turnout you know the people down at the village made a shit ton of money and make sure y'all go down there my black omaha folks um the two stores i mentioned fashion freak um they got a website so just google uh, fashion freak and that's f-a-s-h-u-n freak they have an online boutique and they sell those uh starbucks bath bombs right on the website so you can check that out Check out my homegirl Shar at Like New Boutique, and that's L I K E N U Boutique, and she has a website too. But I think that's all I got for the summer jam screen. Um, Hove, what you got? Don't be the next contestant on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that wonderful, beautiful intro, and I'm glad that you're still out here cleaning these streets. And you've been holding me down for, what, maybe 89 episodes? Because I, I don't think I started the first episode with you on here because I was scared you might steal my MacBook and my microphone. All right. So 
selling hope like dope. So we have to put Bruce Jenner up there. Um, some of you may know him as Caitlyn Jenner, but I know him as Bruce. His mama named him Bruce, so I'm going to call him Bruce. And I'll tell you why I'm calling Bruce after we get done talking. All right, so as we know, uh, you know, President Trump went off uh, a few weeks back about uh, not having uh, transgendered um, uh, people in the military, trying to ban them via Twitter. Um, I don't I didn't know you can ban people via Twitter, you know, making an executive order via Twitter, via a tweet. But it is what it is. So Caitlyn Jenner came out and was, you know, talking, talking uh, greasy uh, to the president, even wrote a response back in late July. Uh, telling pre- President Trump saying uh, you know transgender pe- people have served this country honorably for decades in fact studies show that transgender people are more likely to enlist in the military than the general population and it's estimated there are approximately uh, 134,000 transgender veterans in the U.S. today veterans who have made sacrifices for this country deserve all of the support we can give from thanking them for their service to ensuring they are treated with respect when they go to the VA, the Veterans Administration. Um, great. I feel you. I feel you, bro. I feel you there, sir. I'm right there with you. But the problem is you voted for Trump. Black folks was calling you out on that. And what happened uh, just a few days ago? Bruce Jenner was out driving elbow out. And a drop top with that red snapback that said, Make America Great Again. And boy, if you don't get the fuck up out of here with that bullshit. Caitlyn Jenner, you know you may got some titties and some extensions and might got your dick tucked. But uh, you still thinking like Bruce. So I'm going to call you Bruce from now on, Bruce. Because you're making Bruce-ass moves out here as a white male Republican. That's what you out in these streets doing. Okay? So your mama named you Bruce. I'm going to call you Bruce. You voted like a Bruce. So I'm going to call you Bruce. It is what it is. Okay? So speaking of Trump voters and shit like that, there was a very interesting uh article that came out well actually research came out from uh university of california santa cruz um it basically broke down they did a study to break down the five key psychological traits that all trump supporters appear to share not all but pretty much most of them and let's uh talk about these five traits here um, I know my brother uh, Tariq Nasheed talked about this on uh, his Sunday show And uh, I was going to talk about it last weekend also But got caught up in the Omaha days and things like that Just having a good time with my people So you know what, we still going to break this shit down You know, I know some of my listeners might not check the brother out And you know, it's just a coincidence type thing, alright So the first personality trait that a lot of these folks uh, have is authoritarian personality syndrome. So it refers to the advocacy or enforcement of a strict obedience to authority at the expense of personal freedom and is commonly associated with a lack of concern for the opinions or needs of others. Okay, 
So, this sounds like a coon, don't it? Enforcement of strict obedience to authority at the expense of personal freedom. And that's what this... Uh, those with the syndrome often display aggression towards outgroup members, submissiveness to authority, resistance to new experiences, and a rigid, a rigid, rigid, hierarchical view of society. The syndrome is often triggered by fear, making it easy for leaders who exaggerate threat or fearmonger to gain their allegiance. But the expense of personal freedom to me, that really sticks out to me because that just reminds me of all the stories that make me tear up with joy. Uh, like uh, about the small town in Nebraska with the white folks out there who the majority of them, of them are on the ACA or Obamacare, Obamacare. And they were, you know, talking about how they're living off the government and they still voted for Trump because they wanted to get rid of Obamacare and build this wall. And, you know, they blamed the brown people in mexico for stealing their jobs and you know we got to keep the illegals out and things like that because nebraska has a huge mexican population which it doesn't and uh like the story of the uh hispanic the white hispanic pastor who uh had his daughters vote for trump he couldn't vote because he was here illegally for like 20 years and then ice found him he was a he had a he had a, his own church and he was a pastor and he was preaching about how Trump gonna get these uh, brown folks up out of here who's dealing all these drugs and gang banging and the MS-13ers and all this other shit and Ice came and got his ass and he didn't know why that happened to him love it I love it it's beautiful to me very beautiful and it uh, speaks volumes into the the working class uh, whites and the poor whites who voted for him you know thinking that he's gonna bring back all these jobs and do all this shit for them and they're you know and then they get that shock of like oh shit i didn't think this was going to happen to me i thought it was just going to happen to you know people darker than me those that don't look like me and it also essentially you know it talks about mexican coons and black folks you know black folks was out here uh what's that one pastor that was out there uh stomping for trump gotta get that body count down i talked to the gang leaders the gang the top gang thugs in chicago you know that shit like that and then the uh the hbcu heads that went down there and uh took that photo op when uh old girl was on her knees uh who was it that, uh, what's that woman kellyanne conway who was on her knees on the couch just being disrespectful with her shoes off looking like a goddamn cover for brassers or some shit you know what I'm saying? And uh, looking like a gangbang cover. You know, they went down there, then they got hoodwinked. You know, and they're all butthurt about that shit. And it's like, what the fuck did you expect? You had uh, Kanye West meeting with the president. Uh, you had Steve Harvey meeting with him, talking about housing and urban development. You speaking with a fucking comedian. You know, he probably just saw him on the Steve Harvey show, you know, sitting up in the towers, eating his uh, fucking taco salad. And he's up there like, oh, Steve Harvey is a good darkie. The blacks, the blacks really like this guy. I'm going to talk to him if I become president. That's all that was, you know. So that's that authoritarian personality syndrome. Um, the, the next one is social dominance orientation. 
And this is actually related to the authoritarian personality syndrome. It refers to people who have a preference for the societal hierarchy of groups, specifically with the structure in which the high status groups have dominance over the low status ones. Those with SDO are typically dominant, tough-minded, and driven by self-interest. Um, this sounds like white supremacy, don't it? In a nutshell, social dominance orientation. So they're trying to say that it's uh, high status groups, you know, but in the system of white supremacy, you know that the hierarchy goes white, yellow, red, brown, black. We know that, right? I already talked about that. So that's all that that is. It's just white supremacy. That's what it breaks down to. And uh, I say that because the lowliest and the poorest of the white man who lives in a trailer park, you know, who's working a blue collar job part time and it's a temp job, you know, bringing home, you know, four hundred dollars a month living off uh, subsidizing his income with food stamps and, you know, all of his little kids running around the trailer park and shit like that ain't seen a, ain't they ain't seen a dentist yet you know and his wife's not working if it is his wife or he might have three or four baby mamas in the same trailer park you know they might be sisters might be cousins who knows you know he likes the genetic makeup of them so don't matter but you know he thinks that somehow that he has the complexion for the connection to get up in that upper one percent you know that top percent tiled group of those global elites those white elitists and that's what's funny about it because it's really just rich ass motherfuckers in this country who run this shit but they have us fighting with each other you know just to you know so they can you know have us in fighting so they can keep doing what they doing because they know that the lowliest of lowly white men and women racist white men and women will you know cut off their nose to spite their face you know for their own race so that's all that social dominance uh orientation is that's all that that is uh prejudice okay okay it would be grossly unfair and un inaccurate to say that every one of trump's supporters have prejudice against ethnic and religious minorities they could be a self-hating coon but it would be equally inaccurate to say that many do not um so uh, this talks it goes on to speak about dog whistles um and it was talking about how direct that trump's uh, dog whistles were you know he's talking about muslims are dangerous mexican immigrants were rapists and murderers and he just put it in a blanketed statement um so yeah more white supremacy more racism and uh this next one is very interesting intergroup contact so intergroup contact is when people just have contact with members of their group you know they don't have any contact with anybody outside of their own you know and it's just you know it's like white flight you know how you have these these suburbs you know out in different parts of your uh, city it's just white folks just gathered together that's that's all it is it's just segregating themselves from other minority groups and things like that that's all it is uh you know just uh zip zip code segregation that's all it is and the last trait was a uh, relative deprivation 
and that refers to the experience of being deprived of something to which one believes they are entitled to. So that's uh, having a uh, complexion for the connection, thinking that you have that, and uh, you know, going off and like I said about the the uh, the uh, small town uh, bigots in my state of Nebraska, speaking about you know how they think illegal Mexicans are taking their jobs, even though they've been living in this damn town for 40 plus years you know and working the same damn bullshit minimum wage ass job you know what i'm saying and times change and you haven't changed industries changed and you haven't changed or updated your skill set you know so that's that relative deprivation feeling that you're owed something these are the people who scream reverse racism you know uh, when a person of color gets into a college or a person of color calls out um white privilege and this person feels that they don't have any privilege because they didn't use their complexion for the connection. They didn't know how to utilize the system, which is built for them to win. OK, like if you're a white person, it's textbook. If you don't have any kind of mental disorders or physical handicaps, like the pull yourself up by your bootstraps method, it works for you. It don't work for any other group, but it works for you. OK. And this is when I, uh, this relative deprivation is also, if you guys go back about 20 or 30 episodes, when I broke down uh, the whole phrase of MAGA, make America great again, uh, when I was talking about, uh, when I broke down the book, um, when civil rights was white, and uh, talking about the 50s and how the government was giving out all these handouts and with the introduction of the GI Bill and uh the highway act you know and how it created so many jobs and you had all these uh contractors you know just booming because they were building suburbs and you had this birth of white flight but nobody was complaining about the government then when they were hand handing out just free just pr practically free money you know these low 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 interest loans with these great terms and conditions and shit like that and that's how you got these white flight areas and this is how you got so many families passing down generational wealth you know through a home and then that home turns into a business and that business turns into an industry you see what i'm saying so you know that's that's what relative deprivation is and that's when he that's why he ran on the campaign of making america great again is basically to benefit just to benefit white folks that's what it means going back to the 50s when the government was just giving out handouts to white folks you know bringing back legalized segregation and now you see that the department of justice their civil rights which is so fucked up their civil rights funding is going to be used to investigate colleges and affirmative action um enrollees and talking about it's discriminatory towards white folks you know and it's it's a wild thing and nobody wants to talk about the legacy enrollees nobody wants to talk about that nobody wants to talk about um shit like that you know nobody wants to talk about how some of these rich kids you know their parents donate to a different cause or something for the college and then buy their way in nobody wants to talk about the complexion for the connection to get in there nobody they're not going to investigate legacies you know coming in there at all not at all so they're going to investigate reverse racism 
which is crazy as cat shit because nobody of color runs an industry that that because racism is nothing but bigotry plus power that's all it is with the control of resources that's all it is which is just crazy as cat shit but those are the those are the five traits of a trump voter and i know y'all know some of them and um you know what's crazy um just to kind of go off something else speaking of selling hope like dope the nra they're about to start uh pushing out and conservatives are going to start pushing out this black woman um this is this the wave is coming i'm seeing the wave trying to start up there's this black woman her name is uh antonia okafer she's a conservative nra uh gun uh pro woman or whatever you want to say pro gun whatever you want to call it and uh they're gonna they're gonna start pushing her out here um so i want y'all to be aware of that just like that um corleone guy like he kind of fucked up when he uh spoke about philando castile because uh that was a situation where you didn't you couldn't like the nra should have came out and you know spoke up on behalf of philando castile who was a you know a legal gun owner who got killed by police you know this is the thing that they preach about uh, people need to you know have their own guns and the government can't take them away and all this other shit you know if you got the complexion for the protection you know not the complexion for the rejection so uh you know he fucked up because he really spoke about it and he was saying that this this could be a case of racism you know this could be a case of bigotry uh, for this man being so scared for his life uh, Talking about because he smelled weed or some shit like that And how quickly he opened fire So Corleone, he got, he fucked up He fucked up that Corleone Noir So now they about to put this sister out here And start pandering her, you know, all out to these people And to show that they're not racist She spoke at an NRA convention And was talking about how the NRA is the most justified uh, civil rights organization in america today you know and those white folks who were clapping and looking at her they were look confused and disgusted but they're like okay well she's about gun rights so they knew what the fuck he was so don't fall for the okie okie doke again this woman name is antonia okafer and they're about to start pandering and pushing her on up out here so uh just be aware of that uh this is another token and uh yeah, just out here selling hope like dope. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? All right. So holding an L this week, it has to be Judd Apatow, um, the uh, film producer, writer, uh, who's done films like Knocked Up, uh, Super Bad, This Is Forty, Trainwreck, shit like that. So he tweeted out. Uh, defending the show The Confederate that's you know the HBO is about to do about this uh, this fantasy that if the Confederacy won the Civil War right so he says censorship is never a good idea they haven't written a word seems a tad early to judge their work and intentions very hot take right uh, it's wild how so many uh, folks are defending this uh, white supremacist fantasy and under the guise of oh it's censorship you're trying to censor these guys before something even comes out nobody wants to see this fantasy 
of white supremacy on screen unless you're a white supremacist you know that's that's all that it is so um looking at the lineup of judd apatow movies and stars in it uh, the only movie I can think of that had a black star, like actual star in it, not playing some uh, background character or just coming out to say some uh, some off the wall ignorant shit, is the movie uh, Celtic Pride with Damon Wayans, and that was way back in '96 when they had him playing for the Utah Jazz and these two white dudes, Dan Aykroyd and I forgot the other one, kidnap him to stop him from beating the Celtics in the NBA Finals. So, I'm not surprised, but Judd Apatow, you're just going to have to hold this L because you're defending a white supremacist fantasy. That's what it is. And you know what's so crazy about this? There's a lot of suspected uh, bigots defending this under the guise of censorship, which is crazy. You got a, a fantasy going on that if slavery was still legal, you know what I'm saying? Is, is you know, with black folks still in chains and you know working you know 16 hours a day with fucking crazy as cat shit right and so then when black folks choose to to do their research and their history and start telling these hidden stories of our history which is true in facts and is backed up by uh different historical documents all of a sudden you know they're screaming it's racist you're a black supremacist and that's what happened when we seen the four installments of hidden colors especially hidden colors three and four when they had the rules of racism and the religion of white supremacy breaking that down to a t and then even going back to the first hidden colors of uh, breaking down the moors and how they uh introduced uh hot water and bathing to the europeans and bringing them up out of the dark ages you know and uh teaching them not to sleep with their animals and house with their animals because that's why they was getting so fucking sick you know being around all that shit and piss that animal shit and piss and then they're not bathing correctly in hot water and shit like that but when you talk about that and start telling the actual truth you know they they come out the woodwork trying to censor you you know and it's like the same thing that happened with uh, dr claude anderson when he uh had this detroit initiative to make a little africa a black district um you know to revitalize the city of detroit and they were calling them all kind of races and shit like that but you got chinatowns and little mexico's in every single major city in the united states so what is it about black folks telling the truth or trying to pull themselves up by their boots bootstraps with the example i showed with dr claude anderson that gets these these bigots up in arms what is it about it help me the fuck out because i'm confused i'm confused you start trying to pull yourself up by your bootstraps you get called a racist you start finding out your truth and your your history and you you know you walk with a straighter back and things like that you're called a black supremacist but you call out an evil fantasy going on in these folks heads and they're trying to create and just display these images because images of imagery is very powerful it influences a lot of things you know um so you have this show that's getting ready to come out and people are calling out and you're like oh you're censoring me this is censorship you know i thought this was america you know this is 
you know, home of the free, land of the brave, you know, and all this other shit, home of the brave, land of the free, you know, uh, the First Amendment, you know, free speech, you know, but as soon as you start telling the truth and kicking the gospel about some of these devils, then all of a sudden it's, oh, well, you're being a black supremacist, you're being a racist and this, that and the third. So what the fuck is going on here? Who's the real censors here? You know what I'm saying? So eat a dick and hold this L. The bigots who are defending the Confederate and Judd Apatow. I'm not surprised. And uh, go rent the uh, the uh, movie Celtic Pride at your local blockbuster. You win. Perfect. All right. So moving on to not all heroes wear capes. I have to give it to the brother Les Brown. L-E-S-B-R-O-W-N Motivational speaker, entrepreneur uh, This brother just he just sends chills down your spine And just makes you want to conquer the world Whenever you hear him speak This man gets paid uh, a very healthy sum Just to, you know, uh, put that battery in your back He speaks at, you know, arenas across the U.S. Uh, globally Speaks at different uh, company functions and so I was listening, I listened to a podcast uh, called Addicted to Success. Uh, I always check out the website uh, just to get my, uh, you know, get my mental right. And just kind of, it's like uh, Zig Ziglar says, you know, uh, motivation is like showering. You know, you got to do it daily because it wears off, you know. So I always try to get, you know, get my mind right, getting a good, you know, eager spirit, you know, to just try to get out there and face the world and, uh, you know, just be the best uh, a double that I can be, you know, in the home at work. You know, when I speak about work, I'm talking about the plantation and with this podcast and just staying focused and, uh, you know, being ready for anything that comes my way. So I'm listening to this podcast and I'm like, oh shit, it's an episode with Les Brown. Cool. So the host, Joel, who runs Addicted to Success website, you know, they're going through the typical, you know, how did you make it? And, you know, what advice do you have for this, that, and the third? You know, just real feel good shit. And so uh, Joel, the host, asked Les Brown, you know, how do you explain that there's so few, uh, you know, millionaires or billionaires and there's so many people, you know, still just working their nine to five jobs and struggling to get by. And he said, how do, you know, some people, some of these people make it? And, uh, you know, what's the difference? And Les Brown, I thought he was going to say, oh, you know, it's a lot. It's, it's all about laser like focus and, you know, working your ass off. Nope. Les Brown kept it 100. He was like, well, some folks have privilege. And to give you some examples, let's look at our president right now. Look at uh, President Trump and look at the things that he's doing. If our former president, Barack Obama, would have done those same things, he would have been impeached and out of the White House by now. And when Les Brown said that and called out, essentially he called out white supremacy. And the, the and he, he, he actually said the, the complexion for the connection and the complexion for the rejection. And, you know, he called out white supremacy and called out white privilege. You know, the 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 host, Joel's an Australian cat. He, he was choking on his words a little bit. He was, he, you know, beforehand, he was chiming in and cracking little jokes and shit like that. And Les Brown seen that it, it was getting heavy, but he still kept rolling and giving some examples because the host just got quiet when Les was rolling. You know, Les was, when Les was talking about 
you know, busting your ass and giving all these motivational quotes, Joel was chiming in like, yeah, right on, yeah, yeah, brother, right on, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, crikey, you know, shit like that, he was chiming in, but as soon as Les started calling out that white privilege, it, it got a little quiet, you know, and the brother kept going, and he sensed that it was getting deep, but he, he kept going, and he spoke about how one of his first jobs was a manager of sales, not a manager, but uh, he worked in sales for Sears, Sears Roebuck. And so there was a promotion on the line for sales manager. And Les uh, Brown is 72 years old. So that just gives you, you know, kind of a, uh, a hinkling of the time that he was dealing with uh, back in the day. So let's see here. Um, that, so that was back in so it let's say 20 years so maybe back in the early 60s okay because he was born in what 72 so that would make uh, what 45 so let's just say he's in his 20s so let's just say in the mid 60s and shit like that he could have been a little bit earlier so he's working his job and there's a sales manager position that's open and they're like whoever has the top sales in this department gets the job so Les being a hustler that he is you know he's killing it you know all through the quarter getting all these sales and things like that and lo and behold they give the uh promotion to a white guy who's nowhere near him in sales and Les just said straight up he had the complexion for the connection and i had the complexion for the rejection and so he continued to work this job and the sales manager job was so stressful white dudes was quitting left and right and he had to keep on training white men um, to do that job that he could do better than anybody there so that's those are two examples that he gave and then he said what motivated him you know to just keep working so hard and things of that sort is uh because of his uh adoptive mother so I, he still had his birth mama but he had an adopted mom too but he didn't really go into what was going on so his adopted mama took care of him and his brother and he had some siblings too so uh and some more siblings so he has a twin brother and then some more siblings so he went with his mama to work and his mama was a was like a mammy so she cleaned and took care of these white kids and uh, she, you know, the way that she loved and talked about Les and his siblings, she talked about them white kids that she cared for, you know, just as much as she talked about her own kids, so to speak. You know, when uh, people would ask her about the family, she would include them white kids. So Les one day goes to work with his mama and he's scraping the floor, like uh, getting some stains off the floor. And his mama leaves and tells him to just keep working on that floor, helping her out. And uh, she goes in the other room and she's just clapping. She's just clapping, not like clapping to a song and humming, you know, like she got a, you know, a, a gospel in her head or something, you know, or the spirit just hit her. She's just clapping, just clapping. And uh, Les, he goes and asks his mom, like, why are you clapping? And she's like, don't worry about it. Just go back to getting them stains up off the floor. So he goes back and his mom is going from different room, cleaning and clapping. And then so in this time, he's a kid. So this is probably in the 50s, 40s or 50s. And, uh, you know, this is a time when you can't, you know, even look a white person in the face or you'd be strung up from a tree or get your brains blown out. You know, and so he asked the white woman, you know, the, the mother of the home, you know, why is my mom clapping as she goes in every room? And she says to Les, well, I, if I can't see her, I need her to clap 
to know that she's not stealing anything from me and that just blew my fucking mind away so this is maybe 60 70 some odd so like 60 years ago right and they tell you to get over racism get over the bigotry and get over. you know uh it was just a different time you know people made mistakes like these people didn't have kids and their kids didn't have kids and all this other shit and it's you know that's why black folks are always on alert you know when they're only black person in the group you know that's just that's one of the reasons you know just some old sick shit like that now could you imagine taking care of being somebody's mammy first or like a butler if, for my fellas you know being a handyman or some shit like that or a janitor or something like that for this this uh, middle class family barely middle class probably just working class or some shit paying you pennies a day and when they can't see you you have to keep on clapping as you clean you know what kind of bullshit that is i would have been broke one of them mop handles in half and went upside somebody's neck with a shard you know but um you know just shout out to that brother um a very motivational guy you know and uh just listening to his story just was like wow and this is why with me you know i keep going i keep pushing no matter what and i bust my ass to you know take advantage of the freedoms the so-called freedoms we have that our ancestors didn't have you know just 50 years ago just 60 years ago that's why i take advantage of every goddamn thing that comes my way and i just bust my ass man it's like um when i bought the house when me and the wife got the house like man i went in my backyard and i was crying just thinking about like redlining housing discriminations um just how you know it was so difficult for our people to get a house and things like that i never lose sight of that every damn day i never lose sight of what those who came before me had to endure and what they did for me i never lose sight of that and i don't want any of my listeners to ever lose sight of that you know there's times now i'm tearing up right now just talking about it but i just think of all the hell that my people went through our people went through to get us to this point you know what i'm saying and we have to keep carrying the torch until we you know get disrupt the system and get rid of it but these the freedoms that our ancestors fought for to give us we need to just take advantage of it you know that's why i don't complain about shit because i always think about how hard you know like my great grandmother had it my great granddaddy had it you know those just everybody all the ancestors who came before me leading me up to this point and to take advantage of you know the path me you know not having to endure what they endure for this path to be a little bit easier the road is still hell but it's not as hellish as it was before so i don't ever every single day i don't ever lose sight of that i wake up every morning grateful thankful uh for everything that's come my way even if i'm having a bad day i still started off with thank you looking up to the heavens saying thank you i get out from my truck when i pull up in the driveway and i say thank you uh, before i go to bed i'm very thankful i just give off this thankful energy and just hoping that you know i make those who came before me proud so that's you know just listening to less story about his mama doing that shit you know it breaks my heart but just to see where he is now 
and just you know it's just a beautiful thing and i just want y'all to just think about that just think about what you know like your great grandmama had to go through what your great granddaddy had to deal with you know and you know just uncles cousins even those you know a couple generations back you know even those that was born in the 60s like my mama and shit like that having to deal with segregation and uh forced busing and things of that source so the 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 good fight always can continues it's daily but always remind yourself you know and keep your ancestors keep their spirit with you and remember you know the hell that they went through to make it a little bit easier for you and you have to keep that mentality so you can pave that way for these little brown boys and girls out here for these little ones out here you know so they can have it a little bit easier you know nobody said it was going to be easy to do this to pave this way but you know you got to dig deep and you know you know intercept that energy accept that energy from the ancestors to keep pushing and to keep doing your thing and to keep thriving and you know build that nest egg for them so it'll be easier for them and keep passing that torch along i know it's hard it's hard and uh you know some some of us can slipped and failed but you just kind of channel that energy from the ancestors and look what they went through and you're like you know what i can do this i can do this that's all you really gotta say all right so moving on to health over wealth is only fitting you know what i say without your health you can't enjoy your wealth um, we're going to stick on the theme of Les Brown. Uh, so this quote comes from him. Um, I know I was going to talk about resistance, but I feel like uh, continue talking about resistance and health over wealth like I did last week. But I'm going to talk about that with my comrades uh, on this weekend show that I'll have posted up for y'all this Saturday afternoon and uh, see what their takes on it. Because I'm going to talk about uh, financial resistance, you know, using the power of a dollar to make a stand. But this quote comes from Les Brown and it says, uh, too many of us are not living our dreams because we are living our fears. And this uh, brings me to um, what uh, Monique was saying on her podcast. Please listen to this podcast because it's, it's so beautiful and it's just full of love. Uh, Monique and Sydney's open relationship is what the podcast is called. Uh, they record every Sunday um and they have a call-in number you know they do it live on periscope which is dope and uh the brother sydney is he, he's a pretty deep dude he's a very worldly brother you just get that sense of you know he ain't with the shits you know with like the american shits you know what i'm saying like this is a man who's above what's going on like above the system you know what i'm saying you can see how his uh energy resonates with monique's you know what i'm saying but the reason that I, I bring this up is because they were talking about, you know, uh, uh, they posed the question about has America, you know, been uh, about freedom for all or freedom for some. And there was a, a sister that called into the show and uh, she said that, you know, her house is back in foreclosure. She hasn't been working for like eight months. Um, and uh, she just she moved from D.C. to uh, wherever she is now, which is a smaller town. And there's no sense of community. And I don't know what the fuck that had to do with about America being for, you know, being freedom for all or for just some. And uh, she was like, well, what do I do? And uh, Monique and Sydney was like, you know, that's you know, what do you want us to do? Because we really can't do anything for you. You know what I'm saying? 
and uh they were like you know sydney broke it down like what have you been doing for yourself to get up out this situation and the first thing this woman says is she's been praying she's been praying that uh you know it helps her feel better mentally and she's trying to do right by jesus and the lord and and monique just told her like you're gonna have to do some work you know to get up out this situation you know they put it as best they could they did it in a loving and firm manner you know how your your daddy or your uh your grandpa or your grandma gives it to you straight you know what i'm saying if your grandma been about that life she got it from the mud you know she'll give it to you uh firm but in a loving way and that's the way that they did or like your dad to give it to you, you know when you get that first hard lesson about you know life you know or your grandpops you know give you that that hard lesson you know about you know working for working for something to get it you know what i'm saying instead of looking around for somebody else to help you and so yeah so and then she's up here you know she still doesn't get it but then they break it down it's just like you know you need to do the actual work and save them prayers for somebody who's not physically capable of you know going out there and getting it you know or somebody who doesn't have the mental capacity to uh go out there and do what they need to do to keep the lights on to uh get up out of debt and things of that source and they were telling her she might have to flip some burgers and things like that you know because you know low income is better than no income you know keep that you know get, keep that money flowing in and um so the sister she just sounds disappointed she's like yeah i hear you you know and they tell her to keep her head up and then you know after she gets off the phone monique keeps it 100 and just says that's what's plaguing a lot of black folks and then she had to stop herself and say you know that's what's plaguing a lot of people in the community and it's this whole um it's this whole you know let me just pray and wait let me just pray and wait and and then she said you know she's like bitch you up here praying and waiting and then six years go by and you still in your same situation so that's why i chose that quote from les brown you know you too you know you too scared to live your dreams you know because you are out here really living your fears you know and time is just going by time is just going by but you up here you know just looking for a sign and everything like that that beating heart you waking up that's your sign right there that is your purpose right there get out there and get it you got to take just baby steps towards your goal you got to just get up out that funk baby but that's all i got um you know much love and respect to y'all uh, thank you for listening to me for an hour rant. I'm sorry it's so long, um, but you know it's a pretty good episode. It's an enjoyable episode, and uh, like I said, I will see y'all on Saturday. Like I said, my comrades are gonna come through and record on Friday. I'll get it edited Saturday morning, get it posted Saturday afternoon for y'all. And as always, I love y'all. One. <laughs>